0: We should have got that on the record.
1: That would have been good. That was pretty. That was pretty organic.
0: Hey, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Hunt Lift Deep podcast, brought to you by Hunt Lift Eat Official. I'm here with my favorite co-host. Hell yeah! And co-host, co-host. <laughs> Boys are back, kind of.
1: Yeah. Feels good, man. Been Feels. a hot minute. Got our fucking Georgia brother here. Yeah. Nice, nice view, too. How about that scenery for a podcast?
0: Beautiful view. Come on. All right. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah,
2: man. Perry, back here co-hosting, sitting here in the, coming to you from the, the Doe Camp HLE Winter Rendezvous, Mountains of Appalachia. No place I'd rather be, boys. We're we
0: joined by our esteemed guest. All right. Well, <laughs> it's Nike. His head's big enough, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about esteemed. Semi on the spectrum maybe, but
0: <laughs> one of my favorite individuals.
1: Yeah. So what's up guys? Uh it's been a while since I've been on a podcast, but uh Evan Eisner here. Perry's younger but bigger brother. Um just here at Doe Camp, like they said, sitting on uh sitting up here at camp with a great view looking over River Bottom Valley and southwestern Virginia.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna take a picture so we can post it with this episode.
1: Yeah, it's pretty anyway.
2: Thankfully, Hopefully. my truck is not up against a rock at the bottom of this mountain, yeah, I mean in a ditch somewhere Ford wants it's right to go. there <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: it would be I mean that would be a good picture it's a good, good vista in the it's good,
0: yeah, so we're here at doe camp, um at our team rendezvous. This is the men's weekend um we had our women's rendezvous two weekends ago up here, uh, which both of you were privy to, or just you,
1: no, both of us, yeah,
0: nice, yep, um. So, that was for our team members and up here at the Cox Family Farm hunting for the weekend. So, we got 16 or 17 guys here from all over the country, all over the continent.
1: Yeah. yeah it's a crew. Yeah. we Got some foreigners here. Some
0: foreigners, <laughs> man. All the way from Canada. Bunch of Canucks. Yeah, <laughs> well, just one. Yeah. yeah
1: one. He's the size of at least 30. That's
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Ryan drove down here. We got guys from Long Island. <laughs> Fucking Yankees. Pennsylvania. Michigan. Georgia, Indiana, South Carolina, Indiana, California. Was it a California? Is there California?
1: I don't know. There's too many.
0: If there is, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not.
0: Oh, Wyoming, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got guys from all over the place. So, um, yeah, one of the awesome perks of being part of the team here is getting to meet folks from all over the country who like doing the same shit you like to do. Yeah. One of my favorite things about this, and this is not what we're talking about tonight, but... uh. Some of these guys, like, from Wyoming and Colorado have never never been to Appalachia, never been east of the Mississippi before, yeah, and are now hunting in a totally different way for a species they don't usually target.
2: Yep. Gabe Martinez, perfect example. Yeah, exactly. Example.
0: He's sitting in a ground blind tonight, and he's like, he's oh, messaging, he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> shouldn't I be walking somewhere yeah. right now? It's fun, man. I love hunting new ground, and I love hunting, well all types of new critters with people who that's what we grew up doing, right? Like yeah. pretty cool to be doing it. Now we we'll, that with other folks.
2: When we were in Wyoming, you know, Gabe, Gabe and his family, they, they opened up, you know, we, we felt that Southern hospitality from his family in Wyoming and, uh, talking to him earlier. He's, he's never been to Southwestern Virginia. He's never been to Appalachia. I was like, no. man, you know, this is awesome. Now we get to reciprocate a little bit. And yeah. And, uh, that's like you say, that's that's one of the cool things about this team. Uh same place we had the summer rendezvous, right? Just a, yep. just a handful of months ago. Um warmer weather. We were down on the river, did a lot of fishing. Um now it's a little cooler and and uh trying to see if we can put down
1: a few does. It was pump cold this morning. It was in the twenties.
0: Yeah. 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 It's
1: brisk. It's gonna be chilly in the morning too. Yeah. Which I love it. I like it. Feels better than Fayetteville, North Carolina, I can tell you that.
0: Little south of Peru, if you will. It's a geography joke for me. I, <laughs> like I, yeah. I get it. You like that? Yeah,
1: little south of. I get it because you keep going south. Thanks for that yeah. reaction. I like that. Yeah. We got you.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're here to recap uh your amazing season, Nevin.
1: Yeah, man. It's uh, it's been good. I, you know, it, it, I keep wondering when I'm gonna stop having these good seasons it's like yeah. all right
0: humble brag <laughs> i mean i'm not
1: lying though. I I think
0: mean, by this point in time we've gathered enough data to determine i think you're good at hunting
2: it's that golden horseshoe man
0: i've been <laughs> <it> for years <laughs> it's a thing i think he's actually he might be good at it
1: i'm telling you his head's big enough Perry will, perry'll never admit that I'll especially admit on a public forum maybe like one on one, little only one just you and him never especially not with me present so. No, yeah, I, I did. I had an absolutely amazing year. Um, I have tagged out in Virginia, and I have one tag left in North Carolina. So very close to tagging out in two states. Um, and killed the two biggest whitetails that I've ever killed on the East Coast. I did kill one in Texas last year, uh, that I think was bigger than these two. But it it's not the same kind of hunt. So just full transparency, that was a high fence hunt. Yeah, it was a you know multi million dollar ranch. Yeah, but it was still a great hunt. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not putting it down or disparaging it in any way. I'm very thankful for that opportunity. It was an awesome hunt, awesome still being on the wall. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's on the it's wall. still great right. yeah. Dude, it's amazing. It's a big deer, yeah. but um, it doesn't, it won't mean as much in 30 years. That deer won't mean as much as the two from this year because you know Perry and I have been and it, it, and to Luke's credit too, you know he's he hasn't been able to put in the physical work, but he's he's contributed monetarily whenever whenever he's been able to. You know, Venmo and Luke. Are, or uh, Venmo and Perry and I, two or three bucks when he can, literally two or three bucks when he can. This <laughs> is cheap. Speaking of which, I think he still owes me like seventy-five. But um, we've been we've really taken we've really taken it serious to um, try and manage the the whitetail herd that we have on our family farm here in Southwest Virginia, and we're starting to reap the benefits of that. You know, yeah. we're starting to see we're starting to get the returns from that, and it's very it's very rewarding to see and you know like we've we've been focusing really hard on on not necessarily target we used to you know our buck requirements were um eight si- points yeah ears. Si- size of the antlers basically and now we're trying to target age sure. yeah and which is tough it is it's it's you know and Perry and Luke will give me crap for you know, last year. <laughs> well, I was going to say that one up here on this farm where I was asking oh, at your buck, and they, they argue with me, and I'm like, well, y'all got an iPhone video. I saw it in person. But anyway, it is hard to age them on the stuff, especially in the stand when you know you don't have a long time, oh, yeah. tight opportunities to get a shot, and you're trying to age it, trying to be like, and I, actually the second buck, kind of jumping ahead, spoiler alert, um, but I actually had an crazy encounter because I rattled these two shooter bucks in. And at like, the same I'm, time? At the same time. Like, I had them out um and they fought like you know like rattled them in first time i'd ever rattled in mature deer i'd rattled in a uh, small deer before uh non-shooter it's first time i ever rattled in a sh- let alone one shooter and two came in and then they ended up tussling yeah like came in saw each other puffed up and and got after it and then like i am trying to determine which one is older the right. one i ended up letting go is a much nicer rack and the neighbor's kid ended up killing him uh-huh. he's a Perry can tell you. Beautiful He's, deer. Amazing yeah. deer, especially for Southwest Virginia. And,
2: and honestly, probably was not a mature deer, which
1: was the reason why you took the other one. But yeah. that,
2: that's one of those deer that, you know, it, it's the potential is here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like Southwest Virginia is known for trophy whitetails, but there's some there's some good bucks running around here. There is. There's, there's some potential. And those are the kind of deer that if you can let them get past that three to four stage and let them get up into that five, six, truly mature, yeah. you know, age class, um, we, you know, there's there really is potential to have some some special deer and, and this one was was right up there.
1: Yeah. And he you know and it's it's not a knock on, on the neighbor's kid. It's a thirteen year old kid. Oh,
2: too. oh, oh yeah. I mean that deer.
1: Oh I 100%. mean it's, but the crazy thing is it's probably a three and a half, maybe four and a half year old deer. At most four and a half and genetic stud. Yeah. I, a mean, I wish I could I wish I could show the listeners a picture of this yeah. deer because I mean it was truly we can show you, Carter. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like what Perry's saying is, you know, we're probably not going to get, you know, routinely deer that are in the 180 class here. Right. You know, like you could, you can, you can get some. There's been some that have been killed, but we can get deer that are consistently in the 150s. 40, 150. Yeah.
0: Oh uh, my gosh. That that, is yeah. A... That's the,
1: that's the one I let go, Carter. he some great. He was hard to
2: Beautiful deer. Tall tines, heavy horn, oh, that, that kind of dark, you know, ch- those dark chocolate antlers. Just, you know, the kind of stuff you dream of.
0: So the deer we're looking at on this iPhone is a uh, that'd be the biggest deer I'd ever seen while yeah. hunting. That'd yeah. be the biggest deer. I've ever he was seen. he
1: was hard to let go and I've Hunted a lot. And it was uh, I I uh, he was the one that came out first. Thick 10 point. Yeah. And we're again we're jumping ahead because this was the second yeah. second buck, but you know we can we can cover that story after we have to cover the first one. But just just to that point, you know, we've we've been really focusing on uh letting letting those really nice those hard honestly those those hard to let walk three and a half year old eight pointers that anyone that deer yeah. hunts whitetail deer hunts would be proud to have on their wall but they're just not they're not they're they're, they're nothing that you're going to see on the cover of you know northwest or american northwest White Tail or whatever the magazine is you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's not but it's still a a beautiful deer. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to let those go, especially when, especially like we haven't, we haven't killed big bucks our whole lives. You know, like we haven't, we didn't grow up trophy hunting. We grew up hunting. We've been, we've been killing a lot of deer for a lot of years. And we're very competent hunters. Um, but there's just a, it's a different ball game when you start chasing and, uh, targeting mature bucks. And, you know, anyone that has done it more than a year can understand that. Um like if you listen to the the experts Danning what's his name, Perry, Dan, Invol- Dan Invol, yeah. Invol. yeah. I mean he those types of guys, like when you listen, like it, it, John it's John Ritter loves that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: John Ritter first told us about that really? guy. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And like when you listen to a guy like that talking like, man, this sounds like hunting a different species. Yeah. It's not like when you people think You kind of are. You really are. When you know. about
2: that forkhorn, you know, this afternoon, coming yeah. back from the farm on the way back out here, there's that same forkhorn that I saw on that hunt with Jonah out there in the hayfield. What we call the hayfield. That was the same deer, same deer that I saw a few weeks ago. with deer. My son, little forky. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I could have walked right up, right up on him with my eight year old son. Yeah. and it's, shot him in the face. It, it's not the same as a as a five year old and a six year old, which it's kid. not.
1: And it, you know, they it, it's not hard to deer hunt. You know, it's not. No. it's really not.
0: Especially it's, in we're we're blessed. In the states that we hunt, there's a very healthy white tail population. Yeah, there they is. give a lot of tags. Yeah. Yep. if you just want to kill deer, uh, you are not in a bad spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and it's and that's what I was going to say is it's not hunt. It's not hard to be successful deer hunting. It yeah. is challenging to be successful to routinely kill mature bucks. And I'm not saying big bucks. I'm saying mature bucks because yeah. there is a difference there. Um, but that kind of segues into the first one. So um, th- th- it's kind of a really interesting story. Let
0: me let me give the preamble here. Okay. Well, before you guys get into it, can I ask what made you decide to have this shift of focus, right, to managing this property like this? Did you guys collectively were like, okay, we've been doing this long enough. It's it's time because like eight points are bigger outside the years. That's like pretty standard. Yeah. That's that's kind of my rule for the properties I hunt, which isn't. Uh, like we said, it's hard to age deer, yep. you know what I mean, unless you can like get them to stop and take a look at their teeth or whatever. You know, so how did you decide to wade into that?
1: I'd say it was a mixture. um, it was it was kind of a you know, the older we got the more, yeah, we yep. we started maturing. Yep. um we've we've everyone that grows up hunting and does it passionately and cares about it wants to obviously would like, yep. hey, would you rather kill a right, right. year and a half year old doe or a five year old trophy white white tailed buck? They're probably going to say the buck for that reason like we don't we don't hunt we're not trophy hunters um that's not why we do it but you Man, know if, cool. if you have the land yeah. to do it why not try and do it and it's and it's definitely. and plus there is that extra challenge and then i think we start realizing like okay we do have you know a, a 400 plus acre farm that we have unfettered access to luckily you know we didn't do anything to earn that we were born into a family that had that um but why not manage it and try and try and get the peak Result out of that piece of land that we can for hunting, and not just white tail for turkey for for everything. You know, Perry and I didn't grow up turkey hunting, but now we both do it avidly. Like I, we've just become more. What's the word, Perry? Like our our hunting world has broadened the yeah. older we've got. Um, you think
0: having kids has been part of that?
1: Having kids because you're part really of it. doing
0: this for your kids too. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Dividends. Yeah, from
1: it. there's it, there's
2: with to Evan's point about targeting mature animals as we've matured. It, it's not you know that that's not lost on me. And yeah. that's certainly an aspect of it is having kids because we're now of the age where we both have children. We want to introduce them to hunting. We've talked about that, the importance of that. Um, this this family farm that, as Evan said, we were born into, we, we've come to realize that we have a unique situation here. And this is not something, again, that that we somehow deserve. We didn't do anything to, to earn it, but it's in our laps. And so when it comes to um, – management of the land when it comes to the long-term ownership of the land, when it comes to managing the the financial aspect of just of, of you know, land ownership and what can we do to project that long-term success, both from keeping the family yeah. farm. It's, it's, it's a huge reason why our mothers and the family has made this a priority. This property has always been in the family and they, the people, you know, in the generation above us and a couple of generations above us, Made decisions a long time ago that we want to keep this as a family piece of property. Anybody that knows anything about family land knows that's extremely difficult. It can for, be complicated. It's extremely complicated. It's tough. Um, but one of the one of the realizations that we've all come to as we've gotten older and we've gained some perspective is hunting can be a part of that, right? There's, there's financial opportunities that come with hunting. Opening it up to a lease. Um, we just got a text from our buddy Derek, who's actually... Hunting over there, right now, yeah. he just he just
1: got a doe. That's I, awesome. Yeah, I just showed showed the Derek just shot a shot a doe on oh, yeah. the farm we're talking about. Yeah, awesome. cool.
2: So yeah, Derek Derek's part of the lease as as is Carter. And um, any anyway, the point being, like, this is a this is a we want this story to continue, right? We don't yeah. want the, We don't want anything to end with us. We want to pass this along to that next generation. Yeah. We want our grandkids to be out there hunting. Um, so hunting is hunting is a big part of that. And uh, the other thing is. Intermittently, although is, you know, not not consistently, as i said, there have been nice deer killed on this property. We've seen our entire lives, um, nice deer killed out there. We have, like I said, 400 plus acres. There's a healthy deer population, so there's potential there, right? Yeah. And so then, as you start to mature as a hunter, and you realize what that potential looks like, um, it's almost to me, it almost seems inevitable that that would start to become the focus right and that's that's you know exactly the approach that we've
1: taken yep
0: and managing does is part of that plan Huge yeah
1: big and part. and i mean perry and i have had this conversation a ton like dude i still get insanely excited over killing a mature doe oh, I or do just too. killing the doe I do, like yeah. i like i don't i don't hunt trophy hunt and i i will be honest with you i would if someone gave me the opportunity today and they proposed proposed a question, there would you rather kill a two hundred inch white tail buck and then be done hunting, or would you rather rather never kill another buck in your life and continue hunting for the rest of your life? Yeah. I would easily, without hesitation, continue hunting for the rest of my life and never kill another buck. You know what I mean? So like yeah. that. That kind of, hopefully that gives perspective to, to to some listeners that like it. We'd the dough management piece is absolutely a massive portion. I'll be honest with you. Like our family relies on that meat. We don't have to, we choose to, right? I don't want to say that like there's some sort of weird financial or medical reason that we do that. We've just chose, we chose to do that. My wife and I eat venison at least three meals a week, you know? So like I have, I've killed 10 deer, I've gifted four uh, to guys I work with and I have six in the freezer. And last year I put six in the freezer and we were literally out of venison by the time deer season came around so like that that's another reason for me is i i also want to teach our children that um i think there's a big big lesson and it's not a, a real hit you in the face type lesson but subtle there's so many people that don't know where the food comes from or don't yeah. have any situational awareness yeah. about anything relating to where their daily nutrition comes from whether that's the crop farming or uh the you know cattle farming or poultry farming or pig farming or hunting or anything like that they don't have any idea of that process and like being able to educate our kids on that i think there's something to that as well which is you know it's not it's its actually becoming more mainstream it, it used well, to not be there yeah, for a while but I, it's, it's yeah. honestly like it, it is and i think because it's Thankfully. yeah people realize like hey there's something to this you know whole food idea it's you know look yeah. at the stuff that's I don't want to go off on a rant here. I easily can, but look at the stuff that's shoved into all the shit that we put in our
0: faces—that
1: is illegal in other countries. Right. So that—that's kind of that kind of feeds into it as well. At least for me, and I think Perry can relate to that. Is you know, like we when you when you kill that deer and you're eating it, you know exactly what went into that. Yep. And there's something even more special when it's on a family farm that's been you know been in the family for generations, and you did it with your son or your daughter, or you know, you like you're teaching them exactly what you were taught. So.
0: Yeah, we get a. Not a, not, I don't know, maybe 25%, maybe 20%. I do all these interviews for the team and so many people have never hunted before, want to get into it, want to have, take part in the process of where their food comes from and see this as a starting point. And that's really refreshing to see.
1: you know what made me really excited when I gave, uh, deer meat to guys I worked with? Two out of the four. Normally you would think give me- They send
0: you pictures of their meals?
1: No, they wanted to work it up themselves so they could learn the process. Mm-hmm. That is rare in they my wanted opinion. To do like normal, yeah. yeah. And I would tell, I would tell them like, you know, I I will, I will debone it, which it, that's still a lot of work. I'm gutting it, skinning it, quartering it, transporting it. Like that's not no labor. But I was like, I'm not going to process it for you. I'm not going to yeah. grind it and vacuum seal it. You can either take it to a processor or do it yourself. And two out of the four. No, actually, three out of the four wanted to work it out themselves, it themselves, which was awesome. They'd never done it, and they literally just YouTubed and did it. Yep. And, you know, it was like, dude, that I respect that. I respect that a lot. For sure. uh, didn't even harvest the animals. Just wanted to do it for exactly what you're talking about, is understanding where food comes from, understanding what the muscle groups are and, like, how to prep it.
2: Well, and there's there's a chance that those three guys, and all four of them, really, but, you know, especially the three that actually got in there with their own hands, processed this, are going to now go cook that for their families. How much more motivated are they going to be next yeah. year to go out and buy a it's license? It's Man, could I could I do this myself? Yes, well,
1: you can. All of them have kids and all of them said their kids were infatuated oh, yeah. with it. My like, kids are and
2: darn, they've seen it, you know, a, a ton of times yeah. at this point. They still they still love the process. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's kind of in the same line of thinking that you guys are talking about, right? Maybe you didn't buy the farm originally and you you were born into it, right? But you put in you're you're making up for not doing that by putting in the work and taking the management seriously and yeah. like, right hands-on kind of effort right they didn't shoot the deer but they are taking ownership and they're putting their hands on that exactly that's that's to make food you know and one and one
1: thing and it's it's uh it it's not the sole reason obviously but when you when you have healthy trophy bucks you're going to have a healthy yeah you know uh they come they come together it's not one or the other they it's it's they're they're it's a pair, you know. So like it, it's also beneficial to the you know, and Perry, you know, this is more in his specialty, but it's beneficial to the wildlife management as a whole, as a as an entire ecosystem. When you
2: want you want that balanced age structure. Yeah. And so, you know, to to truly to truly manage a piece of property and manage a, a wild population, um, the goal should be to have a balanced age structure. You
1: want yearlings, you want one year olds, two year olds all the way up, you know.
2: To to truly mature animals.
1: Yeah. And I was even thinking from a nutritional standpoint, you know, the things we do with the things we do to to encourage a better habitat or uh, improve the habitat, you know, whether it be food sources or, you know, uh, TSI or controlled burns or just different things to improve the land that we have to make the environment around these deer better, you're going to get better bucks, but mature bucks are going to stay in the area more. They're going to, and then if you're, if you are selective and what, you know, what you're pulling the trigger on, you know, it it just, there's, there's so many benefits other than just having nice units mounts on the wall or shoulder mounts. Yeah, it's That's a big benefit. Don't get me wrong. I love it. And my wife could tell you, I spent almost four grand on taxidermy in the last almost 12 months or, yeah, 24 months or
0: something. You know? so. And it ties into Perry's squirrel management plan too. Yeah. To get a big giant Booner squirrels. To oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's next on the list. Buddy. Which
0: I say that jokingly, but
2: <laughs> we saw a Booner fox squirrel this afternoon. I, <laughs> I mean, I went after it. <laughs> 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 they, that,
1: that, they are going to benefit from that. That would be a great, like, that would be a great, uh, Parody HLE thing to do on Hurl like on YouTube or something like is <laughs> like manages. do you have all these deer hunting shows like Perry's doing squirrels? You <laughs> have like, like, so on Booner squirrels. On, on squirrels. So
2: he's killing fifteen pound squirrels. <laughs> oh, okay, man.
0: Uh, well, let's hear about these deer, man.
2: All right, yeah. I'll, I want to set the stage for this. I'm, I'm going to give yeah. the preamble, and I'm going to let right. Evan get into it. So, um, November of last year. Uh, rifle season was uh was in i believe it was i think it. i think we were like halfway in rifle season and i'm home it was the middle of the week it's like weekday and i get a text from our uncle so for a little bit of context we've got this family farm over here our uncle um he lives just basically on the other side of the ridge um from the farm he lives in town um, but their house, if you go up o- up and over the ridge, just a few hundred yards, you're on to our property, right? Yep. So it's very proximate. Um, they've got a, you know, even though he's in town, they've got a ton of deer in and around their house and their yard, et cetera. They always see deer. My aunt is constantly battling deer in her in her gardens and flower beds. And so I get this text from my uncle. I'm at work in the office, and I get this text from Lance, and it's a video of this buck, and it's a, it's just this big old heavy horned, beautiful, typical, you know, eight point mainframe buck in
0: their backyard, or in their ba- literally in his
2: backyard, he's filming it from his patio. Yeah. This buck is probably forty yards from him. He's and yelling at it, talking to. He, him. He's literally talking to the buck. The buck is rutting. It's right, you know, peak rut time. It's chasing a doe. It's full rut. It's, you know, it sees Lance, but these deer are accustomed to people, right? It's in his backyard. And uh, <laughs> so I get this video and I'm like, holy shit. And our our aunt has been saying, come kill these deer because they're eating my damn flowers, yeah. right? But, you know, we got the family farm right there. So I'm looking at this video and I'm at work and I share the guys I work with. I'm like, holy shit, look at this deer. This thing. <laughs> just to all...
0: go hunt Lance's point. <laughs> I'm here. like,
2: I'm like, I'm going to go hunt Lance's back because I'm going up this weekend, right? Or, or maybe it's the next weekend. Anyway, I'm going up very soon. And, um. And my my first response back to Lance because Evan had already killed. Had you already had your Texas trip by that point? Yeah, yeah. So you'd kill no, him. I hadn't had the Texas trip, but I had killed. You had I killed had killed, killed the, two. Yeah, you hadn't killed the Luke buck yet. No, I don't think. But he'd already killed two out there last year, and so I texted Lance back and I said, "Don't show Evan." <laughs> <laughs> Come to find out, he'd already sent the video. Took it right away.
1: Oh yeah, but I was like, I it was down. funny too because Lance sent me the screenshot of what Perry said. Don't don't show it. So I'm like I'm coming to hunt your backyard. So Perry did call dibs. Not backed off. I didn't fight his no, board. It was it was it was fun.
2: But uh, so anyway, I went back there and I said I did a I did an all day sit in my uncle's backyard. I set up right on right on there. literally. Did. It was fucking cold as hell. It was it was at, by that point uh, rifle season had gone out. So I sat there with my bow and um, I saw the deer. He never came within range. Sat there all damn day. You seen him. Oh yeah, I saw him. Pretty sure. I'm, I wouldn't. It's not a hundred percent, but I saw um, a good buck. A, a good buck. He was there's a there's this kind of li- little spur ridge that comes back there in the woods, and it's off Lance's property, so I couldn't go back there. Um, there's a there's a different piece of property between our uncles and the family farm that you know we don't have access to, and that's where the deer was. There's this little spur ridge, and he came down. Saw him through the binos. He was moving through the trees. Didn't get a good look at him, but he was a big-bodied deer. Looked like a mature animal. Saw the antlers. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was that big mainframe mate. And, uh, you know, in, ended up, you know, obviously not killing him. And we never, you know, we've we've talked about our trail cameras out there. You know, we're not hardcore into trail cams, but we got a few cameras out there. But this part of the of the farm, we just haven't really... Um, we didn't really have any cameras up there. And so we never had any pictures of this deer. We didn't really have any history with him. We knew there was a nice, nice eight pointer, at least in the neighborhood, but didn't really
1: think about him being like one of the core deer that was, that We, were we, his we and we did have a few other shooters that were like, oh, yeah. one we call the big 10 and the big nine. We're not very, you know, <laughs> we're not very original in our <laughs> names. Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm barely literate. So <laughs> no, but like we, it wasn't. It was a buck we was like, oh, we're probably not gonna see. We're like, it's right. an urban buck. We're not gonna spend our time. He, he had a good it. chance
2: of getting hit by cars. Yeah. It was him. also
1: it was middle of, a, of run. a run, so we were like, right. we didn't know if this deer was in his home range. It you know what I'm saying? Hand. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't worth focusing on that deer at the time. Or um, were you done, Perry? You want me to jump in? Yeah, here?
2: even th- even though I did give him an all day set. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, should
1: have
2: should have hunted him more. Like, yeah, but it's just yeah. Like Say it wasn't a wasn't a focal point of of our
1: you know overall hunting strategy. But so kind of kind of building off of what Perry led into is for some for some context on our uncle's place to our farm. And Carter, you've been to our family farm. You can be on this farm and not realize how close to town you are. You're separated from town by a few hundred yards, but you have a mountain range that separates you, cutting off noise. And you don't you don't see you don't see city. You don't see you're you're very rural, yeah. right? Like you're very rural. It's 400 and some acres in the in the mountains. And you you feel like you're secluded, very secluded, you know. So that's kind of some context for you about like mentally picturing it. So the ridge that is separating town, like from our uncle's house to our family farm, I did a lot of off-season scouting last year, and I think Perry did a little bit too. But I, I, I walked that ridge just because I knew it's a it's an old cutover that's starting to get like it's growing out of its really nasty phase to where you can walk it without a machete. You know what I mean? Like you can walk it, it's still really thick in places, but you're not miserable walking it like that. It was
2: cut probably 15 to 20 years ago. So you're
1: getting a little bit of canopy. You know what I mean? You're getting a little, like when it's winter time. And so it was, it was post deer season last year in the winter. And I was walking, I was walking, you know, shed hunting, squirrel hunting and scouting for, and I'm not kidding you. I came up on this grove, where there was, you know, two to four inch saplings and every sapling in eyesight had a rub on it. I am not exaggerating, well over 100 rubs. And I'm just like, what the fuck did this is this is I sp- just find? <laughs> and so then I start trying to find bedding. I start finding buck beds. I start finding scrape lines. And I'm like, all right. I tell Perry, I'm like, we, I know we have mature deer, right? And I know we've been, like, we've been putting out minerals routinely enough. We've been not killing young bucks except for the... <laughs> mistake i made last year i I got a little jumpy with my bow first bow buck and thought this deer was a giant Turns out he was not even a little bit but <laughs> weird angles you know yeah um but so you know we were like okay like i was thinking like i i had three places that i i'm gonna hunt hard this year like when the wind cooperates i'm gonna hunt these three places hard and this ridge was one of them and in that like uh scrape grove basically you could call it you know the sapling grove that is or rub sorry that's just covered in rubs um i knew i was going to put a camera up there come come season and so i did um and got activity of this very mature buck not a crazy impressive deer but a mature buck Mm -hmm. me and perry i sent it to perry and we talked about this deer a lot how would you describe him perry like he's he's definitely a nice deer but he's again he's not I wouldn't call him a trophy class as far as horns wise, but age wise, he's he's a targetable. What buck. you were looking yeah. for? Yeah, we
2: called him we called him the wide eight again. We're very creative. He's he's a an eight pointer, very wide, much wider than the ears. Not super tall tines. G twos and G threes are what I would call you know relatively average. Kind of thin, not a whole lot of mass, but but big old body by all appearances from from the cameras we've
1: seen and uh, appears to be a mature deer. Um, so so got him on camera and I'm thinking okay this is the bucks domain that we call. So I hunted it a lot during bow season. Never saw anything above a six pointer. Saw a shit ton of deer up there and even more squirrels. Um not a lot of, not a lot of bucks on, but I didn't give up even though I was kind of growing a hundred few other places. Um and come rut it was mu- muzzleloader season. I had my camera still up there, but where where I was um where I was bow hunting up there was basically, I could see my camera. Like my camera was in bow range of where I was bow hunting. Where I was muzzleloader hunting was a ladder stand we had down the ridge about 75 yards. You can almost see my camera kind of through the limbs, 75 yards, you know, through the cutover. Was it opening weekend of muzzleloader, Perry?
2: Uh I think it, it was. It was. Yeah. yeah, it was. So it was opening. I, we- I was up there. I sat, sat a different spot. I saw that that nice deer, which might have been the. second one you killed we're not sure
1: um yeah it was opening weekend muzzle muzzleloader yeah yep so I go up there um and it's early hadn't seen any deer and my camera goes off it's a cell cam and I hadn't been getting shit for activity for deer I'd been getting a lot of bears but the deer movement there had slowed down um and I honestly didn't think anything about it I saw that it was my camera notification it was cold and my hands had been out of my pockets uh doing whatever glassing or whatever my hands are cold they're in my pockets i just put my hands in my pockets i'm gonna let them warm up i'll check it in a minute well then you know i start thinking start getting in my head like nah i better check that camera pull my phone out and i see a buck on it but can't tell what it is no i'm sorry you didn't no, see the no. horns
2: you just saw the tail i
1: saw the tail and the bears have been messing with that camera terribly and so i then am frustrated because i can see just a butt of a deer 75 yards from me on my camera Can't see the deer yet, and I'm texting Perry. These fucking bears, man, messing with my camera. I got a deer, like
0: Like they shifted it or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. which they do all the time. Oh yeah, they
1: break the antennas. Oh, they're a pain in the ass when it comes to deer cameras. But as I'm texting, I catch movement out of the corner of my eye, and I look over and I see a big body, and I'm like, oh, that's a big deer. And again, like it's one of those things. Like maybe it's because I haven't killed enough mature bucks. I don't. When I see a big body deer, I usually think non-shooter buck or a big doe. Yeah. So I don't even get my gun up. I got my binos up and I look and I can see a big body and then I can see horns through the branches, but still I don't have a clear shot. I see, I see mass on its head yeah. and I'm like, okay, could be something interesting. Still don't go to my gun because I'd have no, no right. expectations no of what's to. about to walk out. And then this thing starts walking directly down the trail towards me. And it comes out, and I was—I literally, literally said, "Like, oh fuck!" And like, put <laughs> my binos <laughs> up. My phone's in my lap. My binos are out, so I'm like trying to get them in. And like I say, that camera's 75 yards. So now the deer's at probably 70 and closing, um, maybe 65. And it comes walking straight down the trail. And it's what 7:05 in the morning, 7:15. Yeah, it's not—it's not even 7:30. A little after seven, though. And it comes walking right up on me. It's cold. Shooting light. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah and uh he's walking right up the trail i mean walking straight at me like it, it, if i would have shot him walking it would have been right through the stern sternum yeah he gets at 35 40 yards and stops and he kind of turns and licks himself and exposes that like quartering shot and i'm like that's a drop shot i might waste a little meat but on a buck like this at least i don't have to track him click i'm like what the fuck my mitten because it was cold the fucking but i have those stupid mittens where the thumb yep. thing has like the thumb pulls yeah. b- pulls back the the
0: glomets and it
1: yeah, yeah yeah and so the thumb has like this magnetic yeah. thing to clip it back when that got caught between the hammer on the hammer but, like snagged it so it slowed the hammer down and i didn't get a full strike on the primer so i'm freaking out i'm thinking like oh i just had a fucking misfire i'm going to have to try and change out a 209 primer with the biggest buck of my life at fucking thirty-five yards away. He doesn't hear yeah. anything. He's like he's still not looking at me at all, which is great. Didn't win me, didn't see me. Cock it again, made sure my hand was completely clear of the fucking hammer and and the smoke cleared and his body's laying there and he's not even moving. He just dropped. And I am and what was funny is it'd been opening day in Muzzleloader. Me and Perry both had been opening weekend. It wasn't opening day. This was Sunday. We had hunted the day before. And we had been hearing shots, you know, neighbors killing. We're like, is that you? No, that's not you. No. We keep thinking, like, that had to be you. Like, no, it wasn't me. And he texts, like, I'm getting ready to text him, or I'm texting him, and I get a text from him. And he says, that had to be you as I text him. Because, like, I was
2: sitting in a stand literally facing, like, that direction, that
1: ridge where Evan was sitting.
0: From Sandy or from your neighbor? from from perry
1: yeah. yeah well perry's hundreds of yards away yeah, I mean. yeah, like, yeah. his stand is just facing right. and it's, i'm on a ridge and so yeah, like the, the sound is just carrying ahead.
2: straight out yeah, yeah there's a valley between us and i just hear the shot that sounds like it's directly in front of me i know evan's right there i was like and i had i had uh i had my phone you know i think i had my phone in my pocket and i was like, that had to be you yeah it had to be <laughs> and he texted back and he goes i just dropped a monster
1: Dude, I want to pull and, up the text conversation while we're doing this. I'm just
2: gonna because it just be- because and so and I knew that that he had been getting a ton of bear activity up there, and he had said like I'm gonna go up there because you know I don't the camera had slowed down in terms of deer activity, but we know there's been a lot of bears up there. Yeah, and maybe you know you know maybe he'll have the, the chance to get a bear. Yeah.
1: So the the exact words were okay. That had to be you. And like within seconds, I text bro. I just dropped a fucking monster. <laughs> my next text immediately like i'm shaking i'm quivering was oh my god perry
2: and i was like was it a bear or a buck because like
1: i thought maybe he killed a species Jesus. yeah exactly and he goes he's down and i just respond replied yeah exclamation point and he's like hell yeah dude what is he and then i sent him a video of me walking up to him and dude it was like i would I, I was I don't even know. I, I left all my shit in the tree stand. Yeah. Didn't even bring the fucking gun down with me because I mean, he's laying there dead. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not moving at all. And uh, I took a video of me walking up on him and sent to Perry. And I was like, he's a huge eight. And Perry texts me and says, damn, what a deer. Do you want me to cut him up there? And I was like, yeah, man, if you want to, unless you want to hunt. He goes, nah, fuck it. I'm coming. <laughs>
2: So, so I heard the shot and we, we have the few texts back and forth. And at this point I hadn't, it honestly hadn't even crossed my mind about the eight pointer from Lance's backyard last right. year. I just, again, the deer wasn't really on our radar as, as, as a deer that was really utilizing our property on, on at least a regular basis. And so then I get the video from him and he's walking up and I just see this, this big old heavy horned, you know, eight pointer. And I'm like, and the light bulb went off. I was like, Oh shit! I know, <laughs> I, like, I know this deer.
0: I was like, I know this
2: deer. I was like, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's I,
1: the deer. I had text. It was funny because Perry's thinking all this, and I text him after I got up and got my hands on him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the deer we saw at Lances. And he was like, I'm thinking the same thing. And then we like went back through the video, and that that buck has a very unique way his his antlers come up, his and main kind, beams. Of, kind of come come up and then come out. They like kind of swoop a little bit, and it's very. It's distinctive. It's very distinctive, yeah. and like we're we're ninety nine point nine percent sure that yeah, was the I same see. deer, dude, it was it was incredible. I mean, he is. I mean, you've seen the pictures, partner. Yeah. He he is when you when you think of like an American whitetail, yeah. like a, a American whitetail buck, like that's that's the type of buck.
0: A great he, representation of the species. He oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely
1: just an incredibly heavy horned, tall, yeah. wide eight pointer. Um, it was funny because when I took him to the taxidermist, the taxidermist told me he was like this this is probably the biggest eight-pointer I've ever had in my shop. He's like, this is truly like a world-class eight-pointer, man. Like, there's not a lot of – and he ended up scoring, which I am i don't know if I would call him a world-class 8 Like, you look at some of these deer killed out, you know, red Iowa red and, red and red like, red yeah, yeah. South Dakota. Like, those are world-class right. deer. But for a for – a, maybe for an East Coast eight-pointer, I could see that. Um, but he's, you know, he's, a, he's an incredible buck. Yeah. Um, Did you put a tape on him? Yeah, so the, I, I don't think it's right <laughs> – um maybe i don't want to i don't want to yeah. you know shit talk taxidermist i i think he shorted me a little bit he he came out at right like, i'm rounding up he came out at like 139.75 so i round up to 140 it's a big deer for for an eight point that's not that's bad and, he, and that's what my taxidermist said he's like i'm not an official scorer but he's like i've been scoring and doing it for a while and he's like when he's like for an eight point in this area like that's a that's a that's a big deer yeah and he and i asked because i was t- kind of told perry i'm surprised because he was a huge eight last year too. Oh yeah. Kind of I mean, he got bigger. Don't get me wrong. He
2: put he on a bigger. little bit of mass and his his times, his G twos, especially G threes, yeah. probably a little bit taller than last year. He, he didn't get, have a he didn't have a big jump from last year. Yeah. Um but I was
0: kinda the right year to shoot him. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm kinda surprised he didn't put on another point though. Yeah. I'm I'm not hating on it, but I asked him time I was like, What do you think if he would have been a ten, a mainframe 10, he was like, dude, he would have been one fifty plus without a doubt if like with this for unless unless you know it wasn't a true 10 like it was a mainframe eight with kickers or something he was like if he would have been a true mainframe 10 then he he would have been a 150 plus deer but so i mean it it was a it was a hell of a deer i mean i i rode that high for i mean i called you that weekend carter you know driving i mean it was i rode that high, like literally the same feeling from the moment i shot him for days after just on cloud nine so it it was sweet dude
0: that's so awesome yeah. What a cool situation to end and I'll play it out.
1: So a funny part of the story I just remembered we gotta tell. So Perry's son, my sweet little nephew, is <laughs> this this kid is obsessed with hunting, and he you know, he hasn't killed a deer yet, he wants to, but like he is also his dad's biggest fan, which is awesome, right? like that's what that's what you expect. But it's so funny because like my wife is home at mine and Perry's mom's house, and Perry's kids are there. And so, like, I FaceTime my wife immediately. Like, anytime I kill a turkey or anytime I kill, I don't really FaceTime when I kill a doe, but if I kill a big buck, I always FaceTime her. Anytime I kill a turkey, I FaceTime her. Um, it's kind of like old tradition. and The kids are there. And so, immediately, Jonah was, or Taylor, my wife, was like, do you, Jonah, do you want to see Uncle Ev's deer? And he was like, yeah. And then he saw it was a buck and he gets this scowl and he's like, where's my dad?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: he's just like, <laughs>
0: wait until I tell my dad <laughs> about
1: this. He's immediately like, why, why didn't you save that for me and my dad? He's just like, he's just hating on me. All her. me. <laughs> Dude, this, this kid cracks me <laughs> up, man. Cause he, I had, I got some deer back from the taxidermist from last year. Those you were talking about, and there, like, there were some good, good deer And it was, God, it was so funny, because my wife's texting me play-by-plays, and, like, Jonah's sitting in my room at our mom's house, and he's got this, he's, like, holding the mounts, and she sends me a picture of him sitting on my bed, holding the horns of my mounts, and he's just, like, looking pissed off, and (laughs) Taylor's, like, texting me what he's saying, and he's like, you know, this isn't even that big of a deal. My my dad's killed something Evan hasn't killed. (laughs) I just like... He's just sitting at home, shit talking to me. And me and Perry were hunting together that day, and we had this little eight pointer come out, and I sent it to Taylor to show John. This little
2: eight pointer, a- after I had shot a doe, this doe was came in obviously in heat, and we were it was you know right in the heart of the rut, and so I shot this doe, dropped her in our tracks, trying to to use as a you know as a decoy, and sure enough, it worked, just not with a, a buck we were going to shoot, but this this little eight pointer probably. Two and a half, maybe three and a half year old.
1: Deer. Really nice deer. Yeah. Another he comes in a, a deer yeah. with
2: grape. Has good potential. And and he came in and he milled around for I don't know half an hour or more. Forty five minutes oh, left. Came back and we we watched him. So Evan's sitting here videoing this eight pointer, and he sends it to Taylor. And Taylor's showing showing Jonah my son. And Jonah gets all mad. He's like. Talking to Taylor. He's like,
1: what is my dad doing? Like, what, what is he thinking? Why is he shooting this deer? <laughs> like Taylor's I'm cracking up, like trying to be quiet, reading these texts, and she's giving me the play by play. And she's like, Jonah's pacing back and forth, like yelling, like grabbing his head. What is he doing? What is that thinking? I'm him to shoot it. I'm, and I've trying to tell it's like, no, it's not a it's not a deer it needs to shoot. And, like Jonah's all distraught. Like it's good
0: to have someone in yeah. your corner, Perry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: he's armchair quarterback, and his dad for sure yeah, cracks me fun, up. Man.
0: That's really fun. Yeah.
1: So, I, I I forgot about that. I had to throw that in that my nephew's fucking shit talking me here because I was like, Jonah, are you not excited for me? He's like, yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs>
1: it's like, yeah, I am. Nice yeah, it's all right. It's all right. But like, dad,
2: I bet my dad will kill a beggar once a <laughs> <every> day. <laughs> Whenever
0: he wants to Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but so the next one was funny. I told Perry, I was like, well, you know, like, I'm. I, I killed three bucks last year out there. I was like, I'm not I'm not buck hunting anymore. Like I'm done buck hunting. Like the only way I'll kill another buck is if you, you know, were satisfied. I was. I was. Uh, I, I was 100 not intending on killing another buck. Um, which I feel like there's like good karma there because every time I'm like, eh, today's not gonna like. That's what yeah. the days that it it, agree, you, it it comes out. Um, but I truly was like, I'm I want to focus on bear hunting. Like I really did want to kill a bear. I've been getting so much bear activity on my cameras. And they were pissing me off by
0: breaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I wanted to kill one. And I love cooking with the bear grease. And I want I was running out of bear grease from my bear last year. Yeah. And so I wanted to uh, I wanted to get another bear. Yeah. So I told Perry, I'm gonna target bears the the rest of bear season while it's in. And you can't bait bears in uh you can't eat Lord, <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> There's a view behind me right now for <laughs> listeners that I didn't want to see. Cole Reed with his pants around his ankles peeing.
2: That's he, nice. He has not dropped eye
1: contact. Is, he's just he What a specimen. Her. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided I'm going to target target bears and not, and, um, not, not targeting bucks. I was going to, I was going to save my, the rest of my doe tags for rifle season. So I go to this ridge where we frequently have a lot of bear activity. I saw a bear during the previous year's muzzleloader season from that stand. I told Pear I was going to hunt there. And lo and behold, the day I go... Like two bear hunt, basically. Again, I had a camera up there and camera goes off. And I do check my phone quickly on that. And again, I see a buck that's moving through. So I get like this blurry picture of a buck. Looked interesting though. Yeah. Well, it was big enough, even though it was blurry, not, it was, it was pretty, it was still pretty dark. It was shooting light, but it was, on that line like it was legal shooting light but maybe it was a little cloudy or something like it was it was a little darker in the camera than you could really make out a good picture. but so i look over that way and it's like a hundred and some yards through these like open hardwoods so you can kind of see but i can't really see that great throw up the binos and i see like i was like this buck looks like he could be a shooter i want to get a closer look and again like i'm not thinking about my muzzleloader is hanging from a hook you know what i mean like it's not anything yeah like, I, and plus I'm like, okay, I'm not very experienced with calling deer. I'm like, I want to see if I've not, not had a lot of experience. I want to see if I can get this deer. I want to play with it. You
0: know? That's a fun like, point it, in the season when you reach that point and you're like, you don't feel the I'm gonna, pressure. Yeah. yeah the pressure's like, off. I'm going to grunt at every buck I see. And just to see, just see how they react.
1: Matter. Like learn. Exactly. And, that, and that's, that's what, what I was kind of doing. doing. So I grabbed my rattling bag. My, again, wasn't buck hunting. So my rattling bag wasn't accessible. I'm like digging through my fucking pack, trying to find it. And I get it out and I rattle do a rattling sequence and I throw up the binos immediately after and that buck is like he had stopped in his tracks and he's looking that way and then he came beeline it towards me and there's this micro terrain that he gets behind and he actually crossed so I'm hunting relatively close to our neighbor's property we have a great relationship with them good people so for all you listeners don't think there's like any foul play there like we they've been family friends for literally generations. Yeah, uh, We don't, we don't shoot deer on their land. They don't shoot deer on our land, but you know, like we don't have to call them and ask permission to go get one off of their land, you know? Um, so we have a stance relatively close to their land. And he actually crossed onto the property uh, of the neighbors. Cause that's kind of how the terrain naturally flowed where he was going. He jumped the fence and went behind this terrain feature. Well, as that happens, I hear definitely a deer moving very quickly to my right. So I turn And then I see the buck ended up killing coming from my right. So I'm like, oh, and I can see like, oh, fuck, that's a big buck too. And so now I'm like, damn, I've got two big bucks. And that buck goes behind the micro terrain. So I'm like, I got two potential shooters coming out. And I'm texting Luke and Perry in our little group chat. Like, I got two shooters coming in right now. So they go behind this micro terrain and I can hear them have it out. So like the rattling brought both of them. Like the one came out, that's came very, in. Like I rattle at him. Like situation. Yeah, and he came charging, and then the rattling brought another one from up up the ridge that was in earshot, brought him in, and they see each other, and then they have it out. I couldn't really hear horns rattling. They just went towards the same direction behind this hill, and then I heard a bunch like of leaves. Yeah, like and and I don't know if uh, I just couldn't hear the horns or if they were more not like seriously fighting. And then it was funny because the one that came from the left, the what ended up being the younger one that the neighbor kids killed, neighbor kid killed like the next weekend or two weekends later or something like that, came from the left. He ended up coming out at my right, and the one that came from my right, then up be the one I killed, came out to my left. So the one I ended up killing came out first. I see him over the ridge and he's looking right at me, but I freeze and like, a I'm sure everyone that's hunted long enough has used the hat build trick where they look at you and you slowly just dip your hat bill down to like hide your eyes, your predator eyes. Works every time. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and he, he couldn't really see me. He called a little bit of movement. Cause when I saw him coming out, I was like going to, I like reached down to get my muzzle loader off the hook. And, uh again i wasn't really planning on shooting these bucks but when i saw him i was like this is a, this is a potential like he has a potential to be another one i would kill i wasn't here to kill another one but like this is a i can tell it's a mature bug the fucked up part was is these two deer are the the, the one end up shooting comes out he is like i can shoot him but i've got this other one coming out and i'm trying to decide which one's better right so my muzzle loaders to my left but the one to my right is to my right enough to, like, even turning my head is enough of a movement to where he's looking at me. So now both of them are picking up on my movement, but they're both very much in the rut. You know what I mean? And kind of while all this is happening, I had a young buck and two does that were clearly in heat come out, too. So just a shit ton of chaos going on around You're me. Bent I, down. I literally am pinned yeah. down. And so I'm like, got my muzzleloader on the one that I think is the oldest one, but I'm looking over here and th- the one over here, the younger one is like, I, he's not close enough where I can really age him with my naked eye. Like I want to get binos up. So I'm like, fuck me, man. So I like kind of lay my muzzleloader in my lap. They kind of stop looking at me and do their own thing. I get my binoculars over at this one. and I'm like, that one is definitely younger, but I'm looking at his rack and I'm just like,
2: it's like he's, <laughs> he's a nice he's rack.
0: <laughs> so
1: like, it was literally like, uh, no, I made this mistake last year. I killed a, a, a younger buck than I should have last year. So I'm like, nope, going back to the mature one. And I'm pretty sure the second one, me and Perry and I have talked about, it, I know you know, your thoughts on it. I think he's older than the other one I killed, the one that was at Lance's. I really do based off his body was bigger. He only weighed two pounds more, mm-hmm. but there was something about his body on the ground and on the pole. I would have loved to have had these two deer next to each other. He seemed like a bigger framed bodied animal. Um, Just something about it. And, like, when you look at the pictures, I think he looks to be a year older. Um, not much older, but I, th- I think he has a little bit more age on him. It's hard to tell. You know, it yeah. really is. I'm, okay. not, I'm no expert. But I'm assessing he's a year older. Maybe I'm just trying to make myself feel good, better. I don't know. Anyway, so I see this one side really good, and I'm like, fuck yeah, he's a 10-pointer. And I've never killed a 10-pointer on this farm. So I'm thinking, hell yeah, this finally got my first opportunity to get a 10-pointer, and he he cross crosses like kind of perpendicular to me. Then he gets on this trail and he starts walking at a forty five t- towards me. And again, just like that first one, man, kind of it was kind of like into that collarbone head on quarter two you shot. Um, oh, oh,
0: I'm watching this group chat go off. Oh yeah. these,
1: Oh, are they getting deer?
0: All the boys out there, Gabe's just got to see some ones Nice. Caleb shot.
1: Caleb said he thinks he just got one. Nice. Awesome.
0: So he's coming towards you a little bit.
1: Yeah. So he's like at a 45 coming towards me. And I just whistled. I I watched this thing about like not trying to stop him non aggressively. Yeah. I don't know if that matters. I've I've done the classic, you know, like we've all done. But I just kind of was like, I'm going to see this with, you know, just like something not super invasive. And then he immediately stopped and. My God, I didn't have my thumb anywhere. did have a fucking hammer. I tell you that, <laughs> and he piles up, man. And it's a steep, open oak ridge. We call it the oak ridge. Um, and he fucking slides twenty yards down the hill. And I'm just, I text Perry, and I'm like, I, I think I texted in the group chat too, like, fuck, Perry's gonna be mad. I just shot another. I just shot another stud. <laughs> but it's great. Cole actually wants this audio of me um, to use like sound bites and stuff. Like I take a video walking up on it. And I'm excited. I'm like, this is going to be my first 10-pointer. So I'm like feeling that. Like, okay, I killed a big eight. Now I've got my first nice mature 10-pointer. And I'm walking up on him and the side that has five tines is facing me. And I grab his rack and I go, oh, hey, Mr. 10-pointer. Oh, no. He's got <laughs> He's not a broken. His brow tine. Broken off? It was broken. But <laughs> the side that, it was that had a broken brow tine would have only had four with the brow tine. So if the tine even would have been there. If the brow tine. even would have been there, he still would have been a nine-pointer. And so I've, I've told these guys, I'm just cursed with killing oh, yeah, eight points on tr- Peach Pond. <laughs> <bottom. laughs> Which is not a bad thing. Yeah, I don't want to it's t- not terrible. Oh, no. Like, like literally, <laughs> like, the oh, no, for Family Guy. Like, that's that's the sound bite you hear, kind of. A, that's funny. But I was still pumped, you know what I mean? But it's crazy, because he's got this, this one side is this beautiful fucking, like... Perfect. Perfect 5 times Really nice mass, really nice height, really nice width, and the other one—I don't know if he damaged it in velvet, but it, it kind of bends in real hard, and then it's got three, yeah. um, three on it. But it's still a nice deer. I euroed that one instead of doing a shoulder mount because I spent so much fucking money on shoulder mounts. And he, uh, and he, uh, you did know, did you guys
0: have a name for that one? Did you have history? With no,
1: it? we did We didn't really recognize him. The only one we thought about is we thought it could have been one that Perry potentially saw the weekend I killed the fucking first eight pointer.
2: Yeah. yeah, I saw, a, I saw a, a nice deer um that that same morning about 20 minutes before evan shot the big eight uh big body deer I, I saw him through the woods he was moving uh quick chasing a doe um rutting hard and i just i saw him immediately It's like that's a big body deer pulled up the binos saw a pile of antlers um never had a shot he was sitting there through the woods um didn't get a great look at him but but saw that he looked like a, a mature deer and something that was definitely very interesting Um, it very, it wasn't that far from where Evan ended up killing him on the Oak Ridge. Yeah. So, I mean, it very well could have been that deer. We don't know for sure. Um, but you know, regardless, um, he's a nice damn deer dude. And even, even as a, a, you know, broken brow tine eight pointer, like I say, by all appearances looks to be the exact type of, of target deer that we're after a mature deer. Um, you know, I, I'd be shocked if he was not.
1: At least five years old, and he may have very well been six and a half. I, I am, I'm. Something tells me he's older than the first one. I don't really know what that is, but yeah. I, I think he's. I think the first one I killed was five and a half. And after looking at the video, he had that, all the characteristics of a mature deer. That yeah. big,
2: that saggy belly, that that um, that back line, um, dark that you know that yeah. dark forehead, yeah. um, real big body. I'd say he's 190 pounds. Yeah, on the
1: hoof. I mean, he's a, that's a big deer for Southwest Virginia. It is a big deer for Southwest Virginia. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean that that kind of that kind of summed up the anything worth talking about. I did kill another buck over at our bombs. So we 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 uh, Perry and I hunt over behind our bombs too in North Carolina. Um, honestly, just for meat, we don't we don't manage that at all for bucks. But a smaller piece of property. This is actually the first year that we've hunted it as as adults. Yeah, and everyone around there, it's it's so small it wouldn't be worth managing for right. mature bucks because everyone around there kills at anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you'd you'd yeah. be you'd be spending a lot of money on bucks that other people are going to kill, and yeah. so there was a there was a nice basket eight that came out, and uh, I shot it. Um, it. It met all the criteria from yeah. our previous rule, you yeah. know, eight point wider than the years. Yep, uh, it was probably three and a half year old, so you know nothing real notable there. I did a did a pretty cool euro. I don't know if you saw the pictures. Carlton, I did my daughter's room. Yeah, it was like, good. Plus it was cool. Cables. Put like, uh, did like a floral arrangement type thing on it. It was beautiful. Yeah. I I was really happy with how it turned out, but it was, it was, it was a sweet, you know, little, it's going to be a little Christmas gift for my daughter. So yeah. And then, then I've killed, so those three bucks and then seven does, seven does. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I was talking to Caleb about that when we were driving over to peach bottom today to go sight in rifles, make sure we were all zeroed and everything. The property's big enough where you can hold a population so you can manage it the way you want it, that you're talking about right, whereas sometimes I feel like with my seven acres back home, I plant my food plots and I put in all this work, and I'm feeding my neighbor's yeah. box, you know what I mean yeah that he kills yeah well ah. and, and
2: and to kind of take it back full circle to what we were talking about at the start of this is that was that was part of that realization that we had right is like um. We we are fortunate enough here to have a piece of property that is big enough to afford those opportunities. There's there's no guarantees, right? Like our no. neighbors hunt. Um, again, the neighbors' kid. It's also
0: great you have a good relationship with your. Oh neighbors. yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic.
2: a huge blessing. it, it is a fantastic yeah. blessing. Couldn't couldn't be more appreciative of that. But like you know, th- those guys hunt. The neighbors' kid killed that that really nice buck. Um, those things are going to happen. Doesn't bother me in the least. But yeah. with having with having a property of that size managed appropriately and and with you know really being cognizant of of the deer that we kill trying to be selective and and taking the long-term approach um why wouldn't you try to maximize that potential yeah. right and that's um yeah that's that's what we've been trying to do that's the goal going forward and uh now we just gotta get you out there to kill a doe
0: yeah man yeah. hopefully we'll do that this, this weekend. weekend let's yeah. do it and i'm really glad it shook out the way it did evan I, like i love both of you immensely i'm Super thankful to be brought into each other's lives over the yeah, last couple of years. Man. I got so amped every time you called me, me about <laughs> these bucks, dude. But like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you get more amped for other people. Yeah, they're right. successful. Like,
2: well, Evan, he he sent that he sent that message. He's like, he and he texted me. He's like, you're gonna be mad at me, but I just I shot another deer, and I'm like, dude, I could never. First off, like. I've you like how many hunting seasons have you missed in recent years because of your job and, and being deployed with the army? And this is the exact type of deer that we're after, right? This is a mature deer. These are yeah. like there is no part of me, you know, even though my son might disagree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is no part Give him of <laughs> it. <time>. Fuck <laughs> like, that deer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there there is no part of me that is not gonna be thrilled yeah. if any you know yeah. if any of the guys that we've that we've uh, that we've brought into this uh this piece of property kill kill those types of target animals out there. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And um dude, I'm super pumped. Another yeah. fucking awesome season, man.
1: It was it it really was another great season, you know. And I I I'm like I said, I'm wondering when it's like <laughs> I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have one of those years or like I've... Jonah's gonna be thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, and it it has been crazy, too, because like last year with killing the first bears that have been killed on the farm and tagging out yeah. on turkeys, you know, three years in a row now or two years in a row now, I don't remember, but, you know, and then having two years of tagging out in Virginia and... On deer, and it's it's just been been super fortunate. I will say though, man, like for for those listeners who agree with Luke and Perry that I got a golden horseshoe up my ass, I will say I've been putting in the time.
0: I'm on Team Evan now. Yeah, (laughs) Ah,
2: fuck you, Carter. Like
1: I was telling these, I was telling these guys, and you know, one of the one of the things that I've really taken away from guys that consistently kill big bucks, like you, you, you cannot kill them unless you're in the woods. You know, guys that. Leave the leave the woods by nine a.m. or when it gets cold, or don't prep or don't pack snacks. Or you know, they hunt from sun up till nine, ten o'clock, and then they hunt the last hour, hour and a half of shooting like Like, like you're not you're not gonna. A lot of these dudes, if you're, you're gonna listen limit to your them, opportunities, yeah. And a lot of these dudes, you, you you listen to them talk, and they're killing a lot of their deer midday. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, um, but, how many bucks did we see it? Between twelve and one p.m. this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So a really nice eight-pointer, and yeah. and it's young, it's you know, whatever. middle of
1: December, you know, Which like it's like not great. It's, not, for it's not like it's rut and yeah. or prime rut where you expect them to be moving, but that, that's kind of they got to be somewhere. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was going into. Is I was telling telling these guys here at rendezvous, and you know, I put I added I did the math up, and you know, my wife is probably not thrilled with these numbers, but like I, I put in sixty-five days in the Deer Woods this season, you know, since since September first when the, we had the North Carolina archery opener, I have not missed a weekend. And I've like, I have been saving leave to take deer and deer in the rut. Like I took a week off to hunt deer in the rut and killed two bucks yep. deer in the rut. Yep. You know, um, I took several four day weekends, um, that i you know, strategically planned around my work. And like, so when I say I'm obsessed, I do want to say like, I so all this was like, I'm not, I'm not just like the occasional weekend hunter going out there and like having this type of success. Like I am really putting in the time and like, you can ask anyone that knows me, I'm, my, as my mother was describing it to, to someone the other day, I don't remember who she was telling it to, but in front of my wife, like, obsessed doesn't describe Evan when it comes to, yeah. when it comes to. Something
0: I really appreciate about you. You fully immerse yourself into the, the study and the education of yeah. whatever you're pursuing. Well, new I love tactics, it, yeah. new strategies. Yeah. New, I love it. Yeah. It's,
1: I'm, I'm consumed by everything about it. And yep. I, I, I would give up every other hobby that I do to, to continue to be able to spend the falls and springs in the woods.
0: I agree. And I think a lot of listeners, I think that'll resonate with a lot of folks everybody agrees you know if there's one thing we're lacking is more time in the woods so. yeah it's such a wholesome
1: hobby man like yeah. I, I there is and again i don't want to sit here and rant i know we're coming up on the end and we got you know team members that are getting deer down tonight we're gonna to have to go help track track some deer but is that another shot Bob? i think i heard I'm some shots sure. sitting recording the morning yeah. yeah. so you so. might have team. a busy night i, I hope so that'd be awesome yeah, yeah. but um what I was going to say is the happiest I've been outside of spending time with my family, like solo time, like the happiest I've ever been by myself has been some of those, you know, just amazingly beautiful mornings in the woods when everything is just, it's just right. You know what I mean? I don't know how to describe yeah. it. It's just like you look around and you're like, man, I am. Maybe you woke up that morning and you kind of wanted to snooze. You had a shitty week at work and you just kind of want to sleep in. Then, then you get out there and you're like, I am so glad I came out here. If you didn't kill anything, if you didn't pull the trigger, like those, those are the mornings that, you know, that motivate me to, to keep, to keep going out there way more than the mornings of, or evenings of successful hunts. And that's, that's a God's honest truth. Like yeah. those, those mornings that are like, there's, so, I I know everyone that hunts in the fall knows what I'm talking about. Like the smell of fall. Yep. And hearing those crows and hearing like those morning sounds, like it's just, you cannot help but feel something stir inside. Like, dude, I live for that feeling. And like that, it, 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 that's what feeds me, man. That's what keeps me going like that right there. Yeah. Plus I fucking love eating deer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Very yummy critters. Yeah. That's
0: the truth, man.
1: But, yeah, I I appreciate, you know, you guys uh, taking the time to sit down and letting me talk about the Golden Horseshoe up well, my I'm thankful we got to
0: do it in person. I am too, we man. We talked about doing yeah. this a month and a half ago. Yeah. I mean, first one, and I'm glad it shook out the way it did. Yeah. Uh,
1: this, is, this has been fun, man. This is this is a good time. Like, yeah. the environment, like, for, again, for those listeners, we're sitting here on a on a mountaintop in an old pole barn probably built, you know, 100 years ago, yep. you know, drinking some beers, and there's a campfire off to our right, and my uncle's calling cows in the background. You can probably hear him and <laughs> – we're watching the sunset as, you know, hearing gunshots as as, our, team members, members, yeah. Yeah. as yeah. our teammates are, you know, crumping off on does out here. So yeah. it's a good time.
0: Yeah, life is good, man. Yeah. yeah. What you got, Perry?
1: Nah, very appreciative, man. It's uh it's
2: day one of the weekend. Still got a lot of good times ahead. It's been an awesome season, Carter. We've had we've had uh we had the fucking yeah. antelope camp yeah. on yeah. I me, mean, Luke and I got after it in Colorado. Y'all had your your elk hunt in Colorado. We're Evan sucked. <laughs> we've been <laughs> we've been uh Evan's been just kicking ass and taking names on Whitetail back home. We've we've yeah, I had my first I had my first uh kill with my son with me this year. Um that's a big one there. We, yeah, that one's that one's cool. We uh we've got the inaugural. Um Doe camps for the for the team members for the for the women's and the men rendezvous winter rendezvous here. Like I say, life's good, man. Very appreciative. This is an awesome community, folks. I mean, um, hell, we never would have met you. We wouldn't be sitting
0: right here. No. If it wasn't no. for uh it's crazy.
2: you and Luke's becoming internet boyfriends via Instagram and yeah. and this this crazy ride that HLE is taking us on. Or so.
0: any of these other guys and gals who are exactly out here shooting. Oh, it's awesome. As well. So yeah, you got any closing thoughts, Evan?
1: No, I don't. I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm reading these group chat messages coming in. I, I think Caleb might. just called me. Yeah, I need this. All right,
0: to, All right. You know, let's let's wait. wrap this yeah. one up. Yeah. Let's yeah. pick up some yeah. deer.
1: Listeners, thanks again. Go check out. I don't know if Luke has both of those deer posted, but I know he has the first one posted on his Instagram. If you want to see that,
0: we'll post them with yeah. this episode. for there, the you,
1: there you go. Go check those out. Thanks, guys.
0: Oh yeah. Talk to you guys next week.